Welcome everybody here to the seventh episode of Down to the Minute podcast and as usual I'm your host Max Williams and back with my two other co-hosts and my boy Ayers and James. Ayers first man how you doing bro? I'm good Max always happy to be back you know ready to talk sports per usual. And obviously my other co-host James. James how you doing man? Doing great as always the Browns and Raiders are the worst drafters of the 21st century so I'm doing really good let's go. <laughs> it's already getting ready for our NFL talk everybody there and then our guests for the show Again, one of another star football running back here at Avila University. His name is Zay. Zay, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Absolutely. I can't wait to get with this show. So first, we're going to talk about NBA playoffs, right? Then we're going to go into NHL playoffs. And then, as usual, we're going to get into our one-minute takes. And then we're going to get NFL draft topics, boys, right? I'm so excited for this NFL draft starting next week. So obviously, we'll keep in touch about what our plans are for the NFL draft. We'll get that, obviously, later on as we go. And then we'll end it off with our fun mystery topic. And what will that be? It'll be a fun one for sure. I can't wait for it at the end of the show. But to start us off here, we're going to get into the NBA playoffs. And man, it's been it's been crazy, boys. These NBA playoffs going on right now. I mean, looking at it, some of the information going on right now, the Milwaukee Bucks are playing the Miami Heat at the moment. Right now, it is a 1-0 lead for the Miami Heat. Boston Celtics playing the Atlanta Hawks. The Boston Celtics are up 1-0. The Sixers won already two games already. They're up 2-0 against the Nets. The New York Knicks, and guess what? The New York Knicks are my favorite team in the NBA. A lot of people are like, wow, you're a New York Knicks fan? Yes, I am. I am a New York Knicks fan. They have won the first game 1-0 against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Denver Nuggets played the Timberwolves. They're up 1-0. The Lakers actually are beating the Grizzlies. And, man, that's it's tough for the Grizzlies because they are injury-prone right now with a lot of players out for the Grizzlies at the moment. The Sacramento Kings right now are up 2-0 against the Warriors. And then the Clippers are up 1-0 against the Suns. So, man, I'm going to go. Ayers, I'm going to start with you, man. Looking at these NBA playoffs, what's one intriguing matchup you think could possibly go maybe seven games or possibly six? I want to say the series between the Heat and the Bucks. You know, I feel like... The Heat just lost Tyler Hero, though, and that's kind of where they are going to get a little bit of a stab at because I personally feel like the Heat without Tyler Hero is significantly worse than the Bucks without Giannis. So it's like I want to see how the Heat manages to respond with Tyler Tyler Hero being out and seeing if um, Jimmy Butler steps up to the plate per usual. Yeah, I mean, that's an intriguing matchup because, I mean, we talk about injuries throughout both sides. I mean, you look at it, how are the Bucks going to be without Giannis? I mean, we look at the team. I look at teams that do well without star players, right? When I look at the Bucks, I don't see the Bucks being a powerful team without Giannis on the team. That's just how I feel about it. Chris Middleton is not a bad player, but he's not a great two-way player probably with Giannis as well. So I could possibly see in the Heat winning this series if Giannis cannot stay healthy for sure. And I mean, the one intriguing matchup for me has got to be the Kings and Warriors matchup. Right now, I mean, the Kings already won both games at home, 2-0 lead, but the Warriors are going back home, and we know how good they are at home right now, one of the top teams at home. And I think looking at it right now, the Warriors will take both of those games. It's going to come down to can they win in Sacramento. That is going to be the key in that series. I don't know, so we'll see. So, Zay, man, I'm going to go to you, bro. What intriguing matchup are you looking at here in these NBA playoffs? Um, I like controversy. I ain't going to lie in sports. And I like uh, um, really just, I don't know, I like that like when two teams don't really like each other at mm-hmm. all. So um, the Lakers and the Grizzlies, they got a couple players that you know don't really, not per se like each other, like the Dylan Brooks matchup. That's what mm-hmm. I really want to see. I want to see Dylan Brooks you know, step up to his words about, 
you know, wanting to play LeBron. So, you know, everybody say they want LeBron and this and that. So I'm just, I'm ready to see that. So Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we heard about it earlier, right? Dylan Brooks was just talking smack yeah, with about LeBron James and wanting to play him. And right now, I mean, they're in a tough situation for the Grizzlies. I mean, I, without John, speaking of another star player that's gone right now, John Moran is injured with that hand. And that's another thing to keep an eye on with the Grizzlies is I don't know how they're going to be without him. Because Jaron Jackson's a great player, but again, he's not that star player that can help out a team fold up for the Grizzlies. So I could see the Lakers winning that series. So, man, I mean, James, bro, we talked about a couple of things so far. What do you got for NBA? I've got the Celtics and the Hawks. I mean, you have the underdog versus one of the best in the leagues. And I was, I'm going to say, I was wrong about the Grizzlies. You know, they're injury, injury prone, I know, but I, I still believed in them. That was a wrong move. I'm not going to do that anymore. But I'm still going to pick my Celtics. And, yes, I'm a Celtics fan because I'm Irish. I'm going to go with it. Um, not really huge on basketball, but uh, if I had to pick the team, I'll go with the Boston Celtics. And I think the, the Boston Celtics will win against the Hawks. But it will be a very intense matchup for that can go for all seven games. Didn't you call the Celtics one time the Celtics? Did I remember yeah, that right be, on the podcast? Yeah, I think but, I remember this. Yeah, but I'll you be called them the Celtics, and I'm like, wait, it's like, where'd that come from? Yeah, <laughs> I mean... I, I was just like, all right. <laughs> I'm very much into the Celtics name, but, I mean, oh, I'll, I'll be nice for this very, very uh, podcast. Listen, I, the Celtics, I mean, I think they're a great team, for real, though. Jason Tatum, I've always said this, he is one of the... He is a star player. He is in that category where you can put him in there now as superstar players on the team. That's where Jason Tatum is. And granted, I mean, I've always talked about me Harris all the time, right? Down in Houston did not show up in that game when it was in Houston. We were down there for spring break. And now looking at it right now, he's got to do the same looking at it in these playoffs. I mean, the Hawks are probably going to be a win for the Celtics, but looking at this series, the East has still got great teams in there. I mean, the Sixers right now, if they play like they've been playing, I think they could be a team to watch. I mean, you look at Joel Embiid and James Harden are playing con- kind of just really good contributing basketball. And that's something you just got to keep an eye on as we look into this series. Because, I mean, the Cavaliers-Knicks, listen, I said it already, I'm a Knicks fan, but I don't think the Knicks are going to be that team right now that's going to make it all the way in the Eastern Conference. And I, I really could see it be the Sixers-Celtics right now. I really do. And it could be that if Giannis does not stay healthy. And then quickly, man, I'm just going to go on the West real quick, talk about this stuff, and then we'll go into the NHL playoffs. Uh, The Suns-Clippers matchup is the most intriguing matchup out of the West for me, besides Sacramento and uh, Golden State. Because you look at it, the Suns, I mean, you got all the star power in that whole thing. You got Kevin Durant on the side, Devin Booker, you got Kawhi Leonard, you got Paul George. I mean, there's all types of stars in that series. And I think that one's going to be. Probably it'll go to seven games. What do you boys think? What do you think, Zach? I think so, too. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I, I really just be focusing on the Lakers and the Grizzlies. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. Because I don't really keep up with any teams. Like, my favorite player was Kobe. So, it's like, uh, I mean, that was, that's the reason why. But, I mean, I want to see Russ go to a championship. Russ is one of my favorite players. Like, a lot of people don't like him. But he made pretty much the biggest play in the whole game to win the game yeah. in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. it's like... All that talk, people have been talking for all these years about Russ is this, Russ is that. Hey, now it's crunch time for real. Like, mm-hmm. playoffs is really going to matter. So, right? Like, championships, if people say championships matter, so Russ hasn't been back to the even conference finals since he was in OKC. So, you know what I'm saying? So, it's just, I'm just ready to see that one. Go ahead, Eric. You got something okay, to say. Okay, so speaking of Suns and Clippers, you know, first, Russ had probably the craziest stat 
I believe it was 24 points. He went three for 19. That is still absolutely insane that he had a (laughs) triple-double going three for 19. But, hey, bro, it's Russell Westbrook. I really don't expect too much difference. But I want to talk about the matchup between KD and Kawhi, like how both of those guys traded buckets back-to-back in this game. Those two are absolutely the determining point of who's going to win this series. You know, I believe – Kawhi put up 38 points last series, and KD had 27. So I'm like, man, you know, KD, he want to get another championship and prove that he can win without Steph and Clay. He has to do it here in Phoenix or, you know, where everybody's going to say he's just kind of that trade pass-around guy who can't carry his own team. So, Mm -hmm. But I'm also a Kawhi Leonard fan, you know. I was a huge supporter when he won in Toronto back in 2019. So I'm wondering if he's going to be able to get the Clippers past the um damn yeah get the Clippers the first past the Suns yeah, yeah so yeah. No, nah, I mean listen, that series is it's intriguing because again, when you look at Kevin Durant, most of the time we always talk about Kevin Durant was with the Warriors. What he did, I think usually you look at it. He was with like you mentioned, right? Clay Thompson and then Steph Curry. And a lot of times, listen, it felt like Steph Curry was the one that controlled those teams. Most of the time. Kevin Durant made a lot of plays in that conference. I mean, looking at it, the Nets, I mean, that situation with Kevin Durant was, uh, it just didn't work out. I mean, you could tell things were all off because Kyrie could never stay healthy. And you look at it, James Harden was really one to go to the Sixers most of the time. So I, I really think for Kevin Durant, probably out of all this, this is the best team for him. If you think about it, if you look at the teams – you got Devin Booker on there. He's still a great star overall. You got other players. Let's see who else is on there. Chris Paul is there. DeAndre Aiden is there. Yeah. And I still think those are two valuable players in the NBA that still don't get talked about as much. So I think if the Suns can find a way to make something going with Kevin Durant on the team, that's going to change his legacy for sure. And man, speaking of legacy, we look at the NHL playoffs, right? I mean. The Boston Bruins right now are the best team in hockey. We look at this. I mean, most of the time these guys don't talk about hockey. It'll just be me and James talking about this. The Boston Bruins, though, guys, are 65-12-5 as their overall record of the regular season. That's 135 points. You look at everybody else, the second best team in the whole division has 105. <laughs> That's You see the difference there? It's like 30-point difference. That shows you how great of a team the Boston Bruins are. And I, right now... They looked like that team in their game one, James. I mean, we look at that. They took care of business. I mean, they won that game 3-2 to over the Florida Panthers. And the Florida Panthers, they've been an on-and-off team the entire year. I think that's something that we've watched with the Florida Panthers as the team goes by. And I'm really intrigued by, I don't know what you're going to say here, James, by the matchup between the Colorado Avalanche, last year's champion, right, versus the Seattle Kraken, the new kind of – uh, expansion team, right, for the NHL. I mean, we look at the Kraken. This is the first time they're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be something to watch as we go on. I mean, the Avalanche, we know they got the experience, right? Marcus Rattan, I believe, is on there. they got another great player. forget his name, but he's a great player as well. So, I mean, that series is intriguing to me. So, what do you think, though, James? What are some intriguing matchups here as we start the first round of the NHL playoffs? Well, I've got a lot to think here. And, of course, the Kraken, they're the new franchise. It's their second season as a franchise. They're looking really good, and they're managed pretty well. But, honestly, I don't think they'll beat the, the – I don't think they'll win that game. Uh, I don't think they'll make it to the Stanley Cup. I do have uh, I do have the Avalanche in my uh, top five favorites Um which I do want to start a segment here, the Super Dude, uh, Super Dude favorites, or top five, if you will. 
Uh, I have Stars, Avalanche, Maple Leafs, Bruins, and Oilers. The don't likes are the Golden Knights, Devils, Panthers, Lightning, and Hurricanes. Uh, but I, I definitely see that game to be a lot of potential to be a, a, um, a highlight game, uh, especially with the Kraken looking so well with how young they are. You know, Avalanche, you said they're the defending champions. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a, and they're also very, very uh, impressive. So that's, uh, that's, that's going to be a really good, uh, good game. Yeah, one of the other matchups that I was looking at, right, the Dallas Stars versus the Minnesota Wild. That was a great one. That was a two-overtime contest Last night, the Wild won 3-2. to two. I think looking at it, though, that game could go six or seven games. I mean, Dallas Stars, they've been kind of an on-and-off team looking at for the entire year, same as the Wild. And I think at it, because usually I've learned a lot of hockey stuff from man Tim Hackett, because he knows hockey a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially about Boston. <laughs> so, you know, he talks about it. And i really intrigued, though, by how Dallas is playing, right? Obviously, we talk about NBA, Dallas Mavericks. I mean, that's a whole other problem. <laughs> they don't have that team out there in Dallas. I mean, that is uh, – they, they basically, when, when you're the Mavericks, right, and you had a chance to, like, make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden you just tank – you know what I'm saying? Tank down your players, the yeah. talent that you have – and then do that. I don't know what to say about that with Mark Cuban. They might have to make a lot of changes down there in Dallas. But getting back to hockey, though, because we got to get back on track. Um, looking at it, though, the Kings and Oilers, right? It's another great series. I think that one can go either way because the Oilers were up 3-1 to one in that game, James, last night. And the Kings came back and then won the game in overtime 4-3. to three. So I guess that's maybe a couple teams I'm looking at is that Kings-Oilers matchup. And then, um, let's see, the Stars and uh, – a wild matchup. I think that's going to be interesting. So, any more thoughts for NHL here, James? Uh, yeah, I mean, the Oilers, I have them actually as my prediction for going to the Stanley Cup. It's either them or the Maple Leafs, along with the Stars and Avalanche. One of those four are going to go at it, uh, at it, or one of the two of the four, I should say, are going to go at it for the Stanley Cup. This is going to be a really interesting one, because then you also have, you know, players traded from other teams to these, but, like, they're the same team onto different teams, that are these different teams are in the playoffs, such as the St. Louis Blues, who made it in 2019. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of star power. There's a lot of uh, experience going into these, these playoff games. There is a lot to like here. And I definitely like the Stars or the Avalanche versus the Maple Leafs or Orioles. And I like the Stars, Jason Robertson, and I think he'll be the future of the NHL. All right, that'll do it for NHL Top, and we're going to go right into our one-minute takes, boys, right? And we're going to get into it usually, again, just to make sure I can get my boy Zay caught up with the one-minute takes, right? Again, when we get our one-minute takes, they got to be around a minute. You don't want to get past a minute. You don't want to get under a minute. If you're close to a minute range, you'll probably win the game. So we had to tell this guy earlier, boy James, about the rules. <laughs> he got used to it. He's now going to get it. So we're going to get into it. My boy Ayers feels like he's ready to go. So Ayers will start off. And then we'll go around. We'll give Zay some time as the guest to kind of get his one-minute takes. Then it'll be James, then it'll be me, then you to round it off. So It can be about anything. It can be about anything. So, yeah, you can look that. Ayers, your one-minute take starts now. Okay, so I don't think this can be ignored, but Jalen Hurst just got the bag. Largest contract in NFL history, $51 million per year. I believe five, five years, $255 million. You know, I'm grateful for him. You know, I'm very happy for him. You know, very humble guy. We all saw what his situation was at Alabama. You know, getting benched for Tua Tungavailoa, transferring to Oklahoma, being second place for Heisman. You know, hard work pays off pretty much. And then I wonder how this situation affects Lamar Jackson. You know, 
Lamar and Jalen are both very similar style of quarterbacks, kind of that dual threat guy who their leg opens up their ability to be able to pass. So, you know, for Lamar, I don't know if this is really going to be to his benefit exactly because, you know, the difference between the Eagles and the Ravens is I feel like Jalen Hurst has a competent team around him offensively. So we got to see how this pans out for Lamar Jackson. What you got here, Ayers? You're at 59 59- Point seven three. That's that's, yeah, that's a pretty good time right there for Ayers in our one-minute take. So, man, I, I mean, that's a great take. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I, he's, he deserves to get that money. After the season he had, after everything he did, I think he should get that money. In five years, that's he made it, I believe he's the highest-paid quarterback now in the NFL over Patrick Mahomes after he had 10-year deal or whatever it was, 12-year. So that's something to keep in mind even though it was a five-year deal. So congrats to Jalen Hurts and now James, man. Can't wait to hear your, your one-minute take. Well, is. It I'll, starts right now. Well, hold on. I want to actually also <laughs> oh, say okay. something go about ahead. that. Go ahead. So, <laughs> by the way, it was uh, technically 10, but the two that Mahomes had, it added to that. That's what happened there. Along oh, with okay. that, I don't think it's the time to pay that much for Jalen Hurts right now. You guys are going to disagree with me because, yes, he did really well. That's, the Eagles haven't been to the Super Bowl since, what, 2018, and they did it with Nick Foles. And then they had to rebuild from Carson Wentz. And then doing that, they got Jalen Hurts. And then Jalen Hurts turned the team around correct. And he is he is a great player. He is a smart player. But with that one season, is it enough to, to prove himself to make more than any NFL player I, or any NFL quarterback? I don't know yet, but that's also me being an old school fan. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, I think, I think Jalen Hurts deserves the money, and I think he'll do a great job in the NFL. But that's my opinion about it, so we're going to keep going on. James, your one-minute take starts now. All right, I'm going to make it simple. If Aaron Rodgers isn't traded to the Jets by the draft, the Jets should give up and trade up for a quarterback, my quarterback being Will Levis. Um, I think Will Levis has a strong arm. He's very athletic. I think whenever he, he throws, it's almost like a pistol. It's just pew. So I don't know if you heard that, but uh, he's very athletic, and I think he would fit in the scheme for the Jets. Now, the way this can work I think the Jets could trade Corey Davis, a first-round pick, being the 13th overall. C.J. Mosley to the Lions. Uh, I think they should get the ninth pick, and if, they're, if they want, they can get a little something more. Uh, the Lions have already thought, uh, or have already um, made some weird trades. I think this will work for the Lions. They're looking for a receiver. They can go up and draft whoever they want with a 13th pick. Um, but if Le- Levis isn't there, that's the main, main factor here. Maybe they can get more from it. Maybe they can't, but Rodgers is too old. Levis is a rookie. All right. Um, he did He did beat Ayers with the timing, but I got to go talk about this take right here because this is I, – I, I, uh, here's right. I, James, man. I, I, I respect, right? But listen, I, if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers for what they do, then the Jets are just dumb. I'm just going to say it, right? No, it's true because they had all the money they can get for what they want. I think Will Levis is not a bad quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's got an arm. He can make plays. But I don't think he is the person you want in New York to change the culture that they've been trying to change for how long? 15 years? I don't know. It's been so long since the Jets probably made the playoffs. So go ahead, Ayers. First, I am not at all a Will Levis believer. Max, you're a Big Ten fan. You watched him at Penn State before oh, yeah. he transferred uh-huh, to Kentucky. I did. He's not <laughs> nothing really that special. Yeah, he's like every quarterback you see in the drive. Oh, you know, he's tall. He got a big arm. But for him, it never really translated. And then not even just that. They have major character concerns for Will Levis. They are wondering if he can even be like 
that leader that you need to change around a franchise. And for somebody like the Jets, who are literally just a quarterback away from being a contender, he is the last guy on the list that I would want. I'm probably taking my chances with Anthony Richardson first before I take my chances with Will Levis. So, yeah, go ahead, Zay. And they just highly slept on that. You know, she can in 2.0. But, like, <laughs> tripping. Like, this man can run. He can throw. He Like, he's smart. He played in the SEC. Like, bro, Florida. Like, started at quarterback. Bro, come on now. We can't even, we can't even dodge that. So, that, Listen, that's, man. That's... Here, I, let, let me say one more thing on this, and Go I'll ahead. end it. And it's a really good way to argue on this. When you guys say character issues, when you guys say maybe some games weren't great, maybe they weren't, these, just think of this. The exact same thing was said about who? Aaron Rodgers at the 2005 NFL draft. He, they said he wasn't, he, he said he was ready, but his character issues and his, um, his wishy washy gameplay was the issue. That Will Levis is probably the next Aaron Rodgers in my books. First of all, I'm going to help you out. It's Will Levis. I got all you, right. though. It's all good, though, all right? But, I mean, listen, that's the I've heard argument. Ways, argument. So. We can go either way. I personally think Will Levis is just an okay and quarterback. That's my opinion, though. But we're going to do one my one-minute take, and, man, it just literally happened today, boys, right? As i got to get my timer stirred up. Hold up one second here. Oh, man, no one's going to help me. There we go. Now I started the clock. It's at one minute, right? Give it up for DeMar Hamlin, bro. DeMar Hamlin, fully healthy and practice back for the squad, for the Bills. I mean, I'll tell you this, man, where I was with this game, I was with friends, right, watching this game, and literally we were almost going to get going to this game, right? I was going to have a chance to see this game in person. And the fact to see what happened to Tamar Hamlin, the whole situation, was just tough to see, right? I mean, you never want to see a player like that just fall on the ground like he did pass out. And, man, to see him fully healthy, bro, that is awesome to see. It's great to see the respect he's got back from his teammates because of it. And I think that's something that is awesome we can all say about that. And I think for DeMar Hamlin, this might change um, maybe how he, what he does, right? I don't know what he's going to feel like, what he's going to be back on the field from that situation because that's something that's tough to recover from, for real. And I think for DeMar Hamlin, if he can find a way to get back to his full strength, be what he wants to be, I think he's going to be a threat for the Bills, and he could possibly be a starter too. So, man, that was, I was a little bit quick. I was a 58.93, but I wanted to get there, right? But, and it's great to see that with DeMar Hamlin. And they just had this news today, and I think it's going to be awesome to see that. So you guys have any other comments for that? Uh, or yeah. just? I mean, <clears throat> when I was seeing DeMar Hamlin, you know, this was after his incident. I looked at a stat sheet. He's a good player. I mean, he's not one of those where you'll think, oh, the next Tyron Matthew, you know, or the next just – or. Um, yeah, Justin Reed or you know guys like that. But he is a really good player. He can be a really good asset for the Bills, and he was not having a bad year either. He was helping out pretty good. You know, obviously, you know, coming out for the tackles. I think he had a pick that year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's he's uh, he's making good plays for the Bills. So it's it's hard to say that he wouldn't be a great player. But had he not had that happen to him. It's hard. It's it's just hard to uh, yeah. to predict. But hard to see what happened. Yeah, Obviously, exactly. Great to see that he is healthy. And man, last but not least, gotta give it to our guest Zay, bro, for his one minute take. And Zay, bro, I'm gonna get the clock going for you. Your one minute take starts now. All right, man. So I'm a huge OBJ fan. So to see him signing with the Ravens, fully healthy, and everything, like I just want to read out some stats. Like his first season in New York when he was drafted. He won the Offensive Rookie of the Year, right? 
The man had 91 receptions, 1,300 yards, and 12 touchdowns as a rookie after missing four games. Wow. The next year, he's fully healthy, right? You're talking about years fully healthy. This is in a row. So that was 2014, 96, and then 2015, 96 receptions, uh, 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns. The year after that, 101 receptions, 1,300 yards, 10 tutties. He was injured, right? Didn't play more than uh, four games. Um, the next year after that, he came back, right? 77 receptions, over a just over 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. And then, what? He played all 16 games in Cleveland. Another 74 receptions, 1,000 yards, four touchdowns. So, all I'm trying to say is that man's it. Like, if fully healthy, that man is he's guaranteed to get you 1,000 yards. You don't need even – you know, 77 receptions, you know what I'm saying? The, I mean – I mean, the more he plays better, the more you're going to get the ball. You feel me? Obviously. But that's it, man. That's all I mean. I know I went way over. Yeah, there. nah. <laughs> nah, the thing about it is you're you confident, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. what you're getting at. Yeah. And then listen, now think about OBJ, right? I think for him, getting to being in a spot with the Ravens, what is that? And Ayers was talking about this earlier about what's going to happen with Lamar. Does that make Lamar stay with yes, OB? Most Does, you I agree with I, you. I, that's I what I'm thinking. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Lamar doesn't go to the Colts and he stays around. I think that's a big one. you got a player like that because what Baltimore really needed, and I'm a big Bengals fan. I know this about Baltimore. They needed receiver help. Yeah. They needed that since they've been around, and it's been four years they've been there. So I think maybe if you get OBJ, that can change a lot of things. Because speaking of OBJ, last time we saw him healthy was against my Bengals in the Super Bowl, and he probably was going to win MVP of that. Super Bowl if he stayed healthy, for sure. Yeah, so, man. Well, so, and then speaking of NFL, I mean, we talk about Super Bowls, but who's going to be the team that wants to lead to the Super Bowl? That's why we have the NFL drafts, boys. And, man, I can't wait for it. Here in Kansas City, man, in about a week, right? It's going to be exciting. So, Ayers, man, I'm going to start with you, bro. What are some people that we should keep an eye on here in this 2023 NFL draft? So, first – and I just literally had him in my head because he is a very slept-on prospect. Uh, well, not really slept-on. Paris Johnson Jr., I think he's easily the best mm -hmm. the best offensive lineman prospect in that draft. You can't really sleep on him. And then I know it's the one defensive end from Texas Tech I, that he's projected to go in the top five. I'm not going to hold you. That is a little bit of a risk. But, you know, for me personally, you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, you want to get a quality edge rusher. I think last year's draft was proof that taking edge rushers at a high point is a good thing. Like, you know, me being a Lions and a Steelers fan, clearly Aiden Hutchinson worked out for him. So, you know, mm -hmm. I believe his name is Tyree Wilson, if I'm not mistaken. But, yes, yeah, Tyree Wilson about. being taken that high. You know, I personally, you know, I watched his game at Texas Tech a little bit. I think he's a great – he's a great deal. Defensive end, now, if it's, is he a franchise changer? That I'm not really sure on. But, you know, maybe if he's put in the right system, he can be that guy. Sort of kind of basically how Kayvon Thibodeau did last year for the Giants. So, got to see with him. No, I, I, that's a great point you mentioned about Kayvon Thibodeau because I didn't think of Kayvon Thibodeau as that high when I looked at him, right? And he proved me wrong when he was getting there in the NFL with the Giants. And he did a great job. But looking at Tyree Wilson, I found some information while you are talking about him. He had 72 tackles. 15 tackles for loss and seven sacks last season. That's a pretty good amount of stats 
for a defensive end. And you look at him, he apparently was the AutoZone Liberty Bowl's defensive MVP. Now, granted, listen, we're talking about it's a bowl game, right? I mean, it might not be meaningful, but, I mean, players want to play. And that just shows you a lot about stuff because a lot of these players now that we probably see probably opt out of these bowl games that you don't notice about now because they want to stay healthy for the draft. And, I mean, looking at it, bro, to me, looking at speaking on the defensive side and going to the Big Ten, I'm really intrigued to know where Joey Porter Jr. goes for Penn State. I think for him, he is an outstanding cornerback, and he can make a lot of plays. And look at some information I found about him as well. 25 tackles, 11 pass breakups this past season. And obviously, if his name sounds a little familiar, he's obviously the son of 13-year-old NFL veteran Joey Porter, who actually was a big-time player for the Nandy Lions and a great big-time player as well back in the NFL. So I think he could be a big steal in the draft. Whoever takes him... Could be interesting as they're looking at him maybe being a maybe a 10, 20 round pick possibly there in the first round. Go ahead, Eric. And then one more prospect I wanted to discuss was Zay Flowers from Boston College. Mm. You know, so he's not really your prototypical giant wide out to me. He's more of the guy that, you know, in the NFL, he's going to be definitely be a primarily a slot receiver. And for a lot of teams looking at him, you they're wondering, you know, he had arguably the most prolific season out of all the receivers last year in college so it's like is he good enough to make the first round because a lot of people for him is size concern he's only five foot nine or five foot ten that's why he's more than likely going to be in the slot but you know he has game changing speed you know he makes contested catches you know he makes dbs look silly when he runs straight past them but a lot of teams you know they're not really high on them so i'm wondering you know do you take a chance on him at maybe pick 28 through 32 because a lot of teams see him fall into the second but you know if I'm a team who's a receiver away like for example New York Giants they just traded away Kadarius Tony last year I personally think he would be a great replacement you get a rookie contract out of him and get kind of a Kadarius 2.0 so you know if I'm New York I possibly take my chances on Zay Flowers at wherever they fall with a late pick between yeah. 28 and 32. Yeah, the Giants are the 20, uh, looking at it here, 25th pick here in the NFL draft in the first round. So that's probably a good spot to see maybe if they want to take anybody to wide receiver. So yeah. I'm going to talk another topic here for NFL, right? We look at this. I mean, we obviously talk about C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, right? Those are the two guys that most likely are going to be quarterback-wise. And man, I mean, we just heard one-minute takeover here with James thinking that Will Levis might go to the Jets. That could be interesting to watch if the Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't work out. But for me, I'm looking at a team that needs somebody, maybe as a quarterback, the Tennessee Titans. Hear me out on this, right? I think, I don't know about Malik Willis with how he is. I don't think he's that answer. I thought he was going to be great. He doesn't look like he's been that guy for the Titans. And Ryan Tannehill, I'm sorry. I mean, he is he has not panned out being in the league with what he does. He just hasn't. He's been throwing picks all the time. He hasn't been, you know, consistent at the quarterback position. So if I'm looking at a quarterback, like maybe an Anthony Richardson, like Zay was talking about earlier, right, or maybe a Will Levis, if I'm the Titans, I could see them moving up and making a move to get a quarterback maybe up in the rounds if they think someone can take Anthony Richardson and Will Levis that early. That's the thing. And that's the thing about the draft. We don't know if someone wants to take a quarterback at that spot or not. So if I'm the Titans, I could see them making a move for a quarterback for sure. So what do you guys think, though? I mean, obviously I just talked about maybe the Titans, but where do you guys think maybe for C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, where do you guys think, do they fit better with the Panthers 
for one of them, or do you think obviously for the Texans for the other? James, I'll go with you. Mm, it's hard to say, but I do believe that when it comes to culture, I think Bryce Young would do better, honestly, in, uh, in, um, uh, with the Texans. Okay. I think the Texans, because they have been rebuilding around for that offense, I think the defense is a little is a bit of an issue, but honestly, just get Bryce Young some good weapons, and you'll be good. Honestly, though, the Panthers have been doing the same thing, but you know them losing a receiver uh, with the trade, you know, trying to still rebuild. Uh, they're trying to get their star running back in there. Uh, it, it's all a what if for them. C.J. Stroud, I think he can do well with the Panthers. I don't think he'll do great, but when it comes to his athletic ability to get away from the pocket super smoothly. That's exactly what the Panthers need from him. Yeah, I mean, again, those two quarterbacks are probably going to go one and two most likely. And, Zay, man, I'll get your opinion about this. First, I guess, what are kind of some players you're looking at that could be maybe a steal for maybe a team? And then what do you think about maybe some of these quarterbacks here in this draft? So I'm going to go with the quarterbacks first. Um, like I said, Anthony Richardson, I just feel like he's been completely disrespected just because – it's just, I don't, for, I don't know what reason. I mean, it's not like he's terrible or he doesn't have numbers that compete with the other guys or he doesn't have the film or plays to compete with other guys. Or, I mean, he tested better than a lot of the quarterbacks. I'm 40, 40-yard dash and everything else. I'm not yeah. look up the numbers. Like, I mean, it's, it's just I feel like there's just some type of – I don't know what that is. Um, that's as far as – like that's I mean, I don't really pay attention to quarterbacks because I feel like quarterbacks are just – naturally picked as the first, um, you know, first few picks or whatever. So, I mean, that's just – I feel like the number one pick really doesn't have as much value. I mean, yeah, you get first pick, but it's always like a quarterback. It's always, no, that's like, true. literally always. So, um, I kind of want to just talk about running backs. I mean, I don't want to talk about Bijan or go to receivers yet. Um, but I feel like um, – what's his name? Devin A. Chain from Texas A&M. Ooh, okay. And an incredibly fast, burst, electric type player. Um, play can play slot, running back. Mm -hmm. um, and he returner uh, had a big return against Alabama. That you know when they knocked him off. Um, I mean, I mean you can't you can't teach speed. You can't coach speed. That's what no. they always want in the league. Right? Speed, speed, speed. Well, he's definitely can be. Go into a little, maybe a little Tyreek Hill, maybe you never know what he could hey. do, or, or um, you know, just whatever he's at. I feel like he's just electric. Yeah, ball it's just it's tough, and you probably being a running back can attest yeah. to this, right? The NF, I mean, football has turned so much into a passing kind of thing, right? Yeah. That the running back position now, you, they're not getting picked maybe until maybe late yeah. first rounds or into the second round now. Yeah. And I think looking at it, I, I actually I like that pick too for A-Chain. If he gets a late first round, early second round yeah. pick, you're getting a deep steal with yeah. that guy. I think he's a talented, especially for this era for the yeah. NFL, yeah. that is huge what you want, being a pass catcher out of the backfield, making plays. So I think that's going to be interesting. But, man, we had a lot of NFL talking. We're probably going to get some more. Is we could have a show down in Kansas City for the NFL draft. We'll keep you posted about that and see what happens if we get a show down there, what happens, our kind of our protocols, you know what I'm saying, what we can do. But we'll figure something out as we go on to next week. But we're going to finish off with our fun topic, man. And listen, I, I mentioned this idea. Some of the boys probably need a little explanation to see what's going on. So I did this with Kruk, right? We, I have another podcast I've said a million times on this podcast with my boy Kruk. 
And we did this thing called blind rankings. And blind rankings basically of like, I mentioned five things. You're not going to know what I'm going to say, right? So say I talk about like vacation places, right? I'm going to do is say, hey, I'm going to talk about the Bahamas. I say to Ayers, and it's been from one is the best that you think, and the other is five is the worst. And the thing is, you don't know what I'm going to say. So, for example, I say to Ayers, what? I say the Bahamas were vacation place. You put it at where, Ayers? Just randomly. Oh, probably four. At four, okay. Then I would say something else. He would put a say three. Then he would go else. He would go to five, whatever, two, one, until we finish up to one. So that is how we're going to make this work. We're going to try to get at least everybody in because I know we want to try to get on time with it. So I guess, um, let's see. Who wants to go first with it? Anybody? I'll get him on. Uh, let's, get, let's get Ayers going in the way because my boy Ayers wants to go. So let's see. I'm going to pick favorite NBA players for you, Ayers. Like favorite, so like all-time best NBA players. You hear me on this list? Let me get some situated real quick. And you can see I was very prepared for this segment. Uh, let's see. Um, all right, here we go. I got a couple. LeBron James. One. Okay. Will Chamberlain. Three. Okay. Michael Jordan. Two. Man, you see, that's tough because if you if I would have said Michael Jordan, I thought he could have put it at one, putting it that way. But hey, I mean, people are different when they say stuff. All right, here we go. Now he's only got you only got four and five left, so you got the last two. Bill Russell, five, and then the other one. Let's see, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, four. That's not a okay. That's not a bad list. What you had, LeBron. You had MJ. You had three. Was what did I say? Three was Will, Will Chamberlain. Four was Kareem, and then five was Bill Russell. That's uh, that's not a bad overall list, right? That doesn't sound bad at all. So, all right, let's see. So, again, it doesn't have to be me saying it. So, if you guys want to say something to, like, Zay or somebody else, you can. So, Ayers, I'll let you choose a topic, and you can choose any one of us here. It can be Zay, it can be me or James. So, the floor is yours. Okay. Uh, let's, let's go, James. <laughs> okay. So, best, best cities to visit. Okay. Houston. I'll put it as four. Boston. Three. San Francisco. Mm. What's we'll cool do too? <laughs> New Orleans. Oh, you suck. Uh, you know what? I'll put New Orleans as a solid one there. Okay, Miami. Oh, well, I guess that would be five. Yeah, I was just going to say, hold up a second. He put a cut of the warm cities down at the bottom. Did you notice that? And he had, like, the other well, corner up at the top. But you had what? You had New Orleans where, though? What was it? One. Did you go to one? I had New Orleans a warm warm. area. I guess that's true. Yeah, it was very warm. Even when it rains or has their uh, uh, storms, it's very humid down there. Have you ever visited? Have you been no, but I've done a lot of research, and I was a part of a play in high school about the Katrina Project, and it, it is humid. You, oh, wow. you would think with that hurricane it would be super cold there's water all over the place there's you know everything is going insane and it's probably freezing uh-uh very humid the sun's shining on everyone's face the the water's warm everything is humid and warm yeah it's it's definitely humid as we know from both houston and new orleans so james man since you were the one selected you get to be one to choose the topic from either me or zay so the choice is yours go ahead all right zay i'm gonna go with running backs for you all right I'm gonna, I'm gonna name you some running backs of, of history, and I'm going to have you do it from one to five. I'll start with Walter Payton. 
I'm going to give him three. Jamal Charles. Five. Uh, fair enough. Barry Sanders. Sheesh. Two. I'm going to say two. Two. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen played for the Raiders, actually. And the so, Chiefs. And, uh, and the Chiefs. So what do you got? You got one and four? Yeah, one and four. So you have your one spot. Go ahead. It's the last one. Jim Brown. Yeah. See, that's that's I'll a say Jim Brown, not a terrible one. Yeah, that's so. not a terrible one. That's not a bad list. No. I mean, I was gonna I like say you the had. The one I would switch is probably the last two. Yeah, because what was your what was the fifth uh, one? It was. He said. Uh, Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. I, I could out of that list he said, I was like, whoa, Jamal Charles out of the list. I was like, that's. Kind I of love a Jamal ball. Charles. He's underrated. Uh, that's true. He's a good running back. On that list for me, he definitely would have been five. Well, no, he would have been yeah. four. I would have put Marcus Allen <laughs> in five. Either Barry. <laughs> Or Walter would have been one for me. Uh, Even man. as a Chiefs fan, I have to go. I would have said Barry has one, but I mean, when you compare his number to other people, but the other people got to go to other teams. Like, they no, shut that's, Barry yeah. down. Like, mm-hmm. that's why Barry stopped playing was because he couldn't get traded. Like, that's a huge story that NFL does not ever talk about. But that's the same with Megatron. Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah. They got something. Curse up there. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, bro. I'm a Detroit oh, fan. We, we fixed that. We fixed that last year, bro. Ooh. Dan Campbell was the curse fixer. Uh, but man. we'll see. I mean, he hasn't had that long of a time there. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe Jared Goff will want to trade at some point. No, I want him to be traded for real. I I don't want him as the long-term option, me personally. I'm, I'm upset that he yeah. even had that or good Aiden of a Hutchinson. season. Aiden Hutchinson. I'm so mad that Jared Goff even had that good of a season because now he's probably going to get an extension, and I don't want that. As soon as I seen yeah. four thousand plus passing yards, I'm like, ah. Yeah, Jared Goff <laughs> is definitely kind of an on and off quarterback, quarterback, obviously for the lines. But last but not least is me and Zay. You get to give me the floor for my blind rankings. So what do you got for me, man? Um, let's see. <laughs> I don't put you on the spot, man. Okay, you I get, got one for you. You got one for me? Yeah, oh boy. Don't worry, we're just we're 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 keeping going on the show. We're just figuring okay. he's figured out some stuff. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. So, top five sports announcers. Ooh, okay. You you Ooh. you know me for sure. I'm ready for yeah. this. Go ahead. All right. Brent Musburger. Ooh, okay. He's actually a great. He's a great broadcaster for real. Give me him at three because I feel like you're gonna have some good ones. So three. <laughs> I want to give you give you them in a certain order because like ah okay said, okay so you're already playing it now go yeah. ahead I, Jim Nance <laughs> Jim Nance man he he's really one of the best but I mean there's some others that I like so I don't know what you got on the list put him at two for me put him at two because I feel like you're gonna have a good one that I know is there Mike Green. He's listen. The the thing about Mike Breen is, if you don't know Mike Breen, he's the one that says bang every time in the NBA. That's what he does so so much. Put him at four for me. Right. So I got what I got uh, one and five, right? I think so. One and five. All right. <clears throat> mm, I just seen his name. <laughs> Did I say Dick Vitale? Vitale? Dick Vitale? No, no you didn't. Um, Dick Vitale, listen, he's actually a great broadcaster. I mean, he's done a lot of great things, but I'll put him down a five for me. 
So man, I I feel like my I feel like the one you're gonna give me is. <laughs> I'm trying to decide because. <laughs> oh, Joe Buck. Well, oh, oh, all right. I guess he's my one. <laughs> Listen here, I was gonna say or this. Actually, or actually, Mike Tarico. Mike Tarico? Not bad. I don't think he's up to the level of Jim Nance. For me, my favorite broadcaster, and I still like the list, right? It's not a bad list, yeah. is Gus Johnson. I've always loved Gus Johnson, how he does games. I mean, I've heard him on Big Ten. I've heard him on Fox. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? He's Gus Johnson is one of my favorite broadcasters. Yeah. He just makes everything fun. He's just yeah. so exciting, no, everything else. Funny. I thought you were going to put him on there. I didn't no, know what you I were doing. I didn't see his name. I didn't see his name. Well, you know it's, who I would put as my number one? Good. Kevin Harlan. Really? He brings Kevin the same Harlan. same energy, the same fun in the game, and he's always well, he, not just the fact that he's a, he used to be a Kansas City uh, broadcaster, but he he's been to a Super Bowl. Uh, he broadcast the Giants and Ravens Super Bowl in mm-hmm. 2000, and he's he's at CBS for a reason. He's he knows the game very well for both basketball, uh, football, any sport really. But the excitement he brings into the game and the love that he gives to the game that resembles to us as fans, remarkable. I put that guy as number one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a great one for sure. But, man, we had a fun time doing that, obviously. For sure, maybe do a blind ranking with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Maybe do a list with your friends, family. It's very fun. It's just find a topic you enjoy. See if somebody does it. Because, again, we had no idea what people were going to pick. You know what I'm saying? We were in left field. So that was a fun mystery topic. Man, that's going to include Episode 7 here of Downs in the Minute Podcast. And it was a great episode as usual. Zay, obviously a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, And listen, again, we told you earlier in the show, we don't know what it's going to be like for NFL Draft. We'll keep it posted. We might have a difference if it's not on Tuesday. Obviously, depending on work and everything else in our lives. And again, we might have something down in Kansas City for the draft. So we'll keep you posted what that plan is, how we're going to do it. We could put video in there as well. We'll keep an eye on that as we go on. But till now, this is Max. This is Ayers. This is James. Take it easy.